Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. The message is called Living by Faith and Passion. I want to get to the, uh, the subjects of faith and passion, which I believe are the key for 2015. They're, they've been my key. And um, I guess 2003, I went from just, we just went from being churchgoers, hungry for God at every service, giving as much as we could. Julie used to give all a dance school monies into the offering big bags of change and uh, and uh, and uh, the counter said can you actually change it yeah we, we appreciate your giving but you know it's a bit of a burden on the counters anyway and um, Julie loved to give all the monies away and, and uh, we did that we're just this great family Christian family got hit by God in 2003 and realized the uh, ultimate calling on our life which everyone has got amen uh, there's so much in you. God's got a, a purpose for you living on this planet in the short time that you live. Isn't it amazing that people in their 70s and their 80s, when they get they go, my God, that went quick. I mean, even my dad, he's 89 and he's telling me, my God, where did it go? He's starting to concede that actually he's coming to the end, uh, which is a big deal, because he thinks he's going to live forever. And he says, yeah, look, man, I could be out of here shortly. I said, yeah, well, you're 89. And he said, yeah, but it went so quick, I've got so much more to do. And, and, he, and I heard that he was arguing with the optometrist because he had to pay $50 for maintenance on his uh, hearing aids. He said, I'm not going to pay $50 a year for the rest of my life. <laughs> Dad, you're 89. I mean, how much, li- how much life are we talking about? <laughs> a year, two years, five years? I mean, <laughs> for the rest of your life, $50 a year. That's all I... That... Funny. But he will not concede to any, uh, <laughs> any sicknesses or... Uh, anyway, he's, he's a great soul. The Holy Spirit is inviting us to enjoy intimacy with God by allowing us to experience the deep things of his heart. So let me just state some stuff. I've been downloading and I've been just getting some great stuff on the inside of me and it's been powerful. So do you mind if I speak those things this morning? Receive them. I hope you've got a notepad and uh, podcasts available. We know this, that God's plan is a plan of love to bless the earth. We know that. We know that it's a key thread in the, in, in the Bible, but it's so much more than that. It's everything. It's the whole story that was given to Abraham, David, the prophets, and, and the people of God. It's essentially, he wants to embrace us with his marvelous love. Amen? Amen? It's, it's, it's everything. It's the, it's, it's the whole storyline of what God is communicating and wants to communicate to our Aussie friends. Love. So remember, guys, when, you, when you're engaging people, smile. It helps with proving that you love them, God loves them. Amen? Be a little bit enthusiastic. What's enthusiasm mean? If you look in the dictionary, it means possessed by God. It means like, I've got something happening, man, on the inside of me, you know, like, you know, w- w- what's the matter? Yeah, well, I got saved, and it's a bit like that. Okay. 
We created, you can write these statements down, we were created in God's image to be loved and to love on God's terms. The capacity to deeply love is unique to the human spirit. I know your dog loves you and you love your dog, but you are unique as a human being on the level and the capacity that you can love and receive love. Amen? It's awesome. You were created in the image of God. By the way, who is love? The reason we enjoy being loved and loving is because we were made in the image of God. Does this make sense? Who enjoys loving and being loved? Who enjoys being loved? Who likes loving? Who loves loving? When our hearts, this is going to, I'm just bottom lining you right now for 2015, right? I'm just going to, I feel like we're setting sail. C3 Tugger, we've been in the dock. We've pulled the boat out of the water. We've debarnacled. We've painted. We're ready to sail back out. Amen. We're ready to sail C3 Tugger out. We're going to put the sails up and we're going sailing, baby. We're going out under those wild blue seas and and we're, we're tacking. We're not probably going in the direction you think we're going because we're tacking. Uh, did your son win the Sydney to Hobart again? We have Pat, Pat Richards, Mark Richards, Sydney to Hobart, eight times winner, eight times winner, eight times winner of the Sydney to Hobart, under the pump, not enough preparation time, I heard, and uh, still won the day. And uh, when I say tacking, I mean you're going this direction, but you want to end up over here. And sometimes in the spirit, you don't realize what's happening in the church. You go, why are we doing this? Why are we going this way? And then some people might say, oh, I don't think we... Trust us, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. And because when that wind changes, we're going to come back on that target, amen? But we need to tack. We need to pick up the winds. And, you know, through prayer, through giving... Why are we talking about giving? Because that's going to put wind in our sails. If we don't honor God, there's no wind in our sails. You're just going to be dead in the harbor. You're just going to, man, I thought this Christian life was supposed to be awesome. Man, I, man there's no wind. I get no wind every day. And man, you see your friends sailing out and they're skiing on the back, you know. Got to give, guys. When we know that we are loved by God and when we love Him in response, then we are successful. Whoa, when you know that he loves you and you love him, that's when we're successful. When this truth impacts us, when it, when it impacts our heart, but profoundly, it awakens the Jesus in us. Amen? It awakens the Jesus in us. The lost and the church, I say the people outside this church, need us to be awoken. Amen? Need us to be awoken. If we're sleepy... And, and, and they're lost, that's not a good day. That's not a good We need to be alive, listening, praying, giving, worshiping. We need to be front foot, pressing in, pursuing God. Amen? Not asleep. The keys to awakening are still prayer, fasting. I sense a fast coming on. For me, it'll be a 21-day fast. I love it. I love it because I go into a whole new zone of hearing God and knowing God. The key to our awakening is prayer, fasting, living a holy life, 
and here it is, pressing up against the grace of God. Don't do this in, in the natural. Don't try fasting. I don't know how you fast in the natural. I don't know how you give. In the, I don't know how you pray in the natural. I don't know how you come to church in the natural. You can't. I wouldn't go to church in the natural. Oh, let's go to church. No, I don't want to do that. But in the spirit, come on, you know, am I talking truth here? In the spirit, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's an av- another advertisement for our band. Come on, guys, you can do it. I just, in your natural sense, I can't play bass. I can't do drums. I, can't, I just, man, I could probably pose up there, but, but you can in the spirit if you're pressed up against grace. That will awaken you. One great revivalist said to keep our hearts burning, we must posture our hearts daily in front of the bonfire of his love. Who loves that? To be awakened, to keep our hearts burning. This is what one great revival said. To keep our hearts burning, we must posture our hearts in front of the bonfire of His love. It's a bit like the bonfires or the, the campfires we had on our camp. Every night we do a campfire. And especially my son-in-law, Andrew, he loves his campfires. And although the, you know, the thing's jacked up already, with he wants to put more on. And his dad gets, it's just a regular argument of his dad and him. Andrew, don't waste the firewood. He said, well, what else are you going to do with it? Well, don't put any more on. There's this running argument. Every year this happens. Andrew wants to put more firewood on, and John wants to be very cautious. He wants to be more conservative, his father. But guys, you've got to get near the bonfire of the worship, the bonfire of the Word of God. You've got to get near the bonfire of this man, Ratoka. Look at him. Man, if I was doing hard yards and backslidden, I'd just get around this guy, and I'd just go, oh, yes, Lord, bathe me in that glory. Yes, Bathe me in that same glory. Because <laughs> look at the light of God is right there on that guy. Get around Christians if you want to be awoken. Get around the church. God has a plan for you, a destiny that is only yours and yours only. So our prayer is this for Phil and Julie, believing you will be inspired for 215. Can you say amen to that? Actually, can you give some praise with your hands? Just right there. No matter what season you're in, God sees that and He is awaiting with open arms for you to respond to His relentless pursuit of you in His love. Amen? No matter what season you're going through, God is trying to reach you. Amen? He's pursuing you. Scripture, 2 Peter 1, 2, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Our Lord, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. He's given us everything we need to live this godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Powerful scripture. For this very reason, make every effort Be eager, effort, be intentional to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge that mean knowledge meaning get to know Christ. Who knows Christ? Who knows Christ? Just put up your hand if you know Christ. I'm not saying if you come to church, if you've got a Bible, I'm not saying if you're christened or, or, or whatever, but you know Christ. The goodness and knowledge, and to knowledge, self control, and to self control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. 
There it is, the law of Christ, love. And if you possess these qualities, increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective. I don't, you know what? You know how old I am. I'm not going to restate that. Uh, but I'm thinking just of late more so, I don't want to be ineffective. I, w- I want to be so, I want to make use of my time. And actually, actually it says in Ephesians, to redeem the time, to redeem the time, to make use of it. I just don't want to goof off. I know it's great sun. I know the beach is rock. But after, how many days were we at our secret location? Man, I was over it. Man, I'd done all I wanted to do. And, you know, great sea eagles and, and uh, great days of sun, great surfing, and uh, great food, great fires, great company. But you know what, guys? There's more. I was over it. I said, Julie, I'm over it. And I'm over sleeping in this three-quarter bed, too. Uh, <laughs> I need, my, I need my queen bed. I'm over this caravan. I'm, I'm over it. So, guys, there's so much more, and I don't want to be ineffective, unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude, uh, Jude 1.20 says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Guys, I just want to say to you, Man, even if you feel removed, twice removed from the presence of God, God's still there. He's hunting you down. He's pursuing you. He's there gladly. He's like, he's like that dog. He's, just, he's waiting. You, you, you know, you got sleep in your eyes. Go away. I'm not, I'm not a morning person. Go away, God. Go away, God. You know, but he's there. He's just waiting. He's there. He's there all the time. You're having a bad hair day. He's there. God's there. It doesn't matter if you've grieved him. His grace is sufficient to cover all that. Amen? There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can't be banged up enough. There's nothing you can do that will cause him to retreat. He goes, oh my God, what have they done now? Oh my God. No, he's just there with his love and his grace, his mercy. And when you realize, when you turn to Christ and his pursuit of you and his love for you, when you turn to that, you are baptized in forgiveness. You're baptized in his grace. You're baptized in his marvelous glory. The wonder of him, the, 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 the awesomeness of him starts to bless you and wash you. And you go, oh my God, if this God who is like this wants to know me and is pursuing me, my God, that becomes your identity. You don't have to earn your identity in the world. Your identity is that God loves you. You can even stand in a stadium with a bunch of devils screaming at you and cursing you. But because God loves you, you will stand there in the victory of Christ and say, my God is for me. If my God is for me, who can be against me? Amen? And that's what we need in this day and age. Amen? So receive this pursuit of his love. Receive it. Do you know him? I'm not talking about doing things. Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 23, to paraphrase, I never knew you. Man, you can do all this great stuff for God, but you've got to know him, guys. You've got to have that quiet time with the Lord. You've got to have that pause and, and pull back from your world, pull back, pull back from all your responsibilities and say, God, in this moment, I'm just saying with all my heart, I love you. I do love you. I know you're trying to talk to me. I know you're pursuing me. I know you want 
to, to bless me more, but Lord, forgive me. But I do want to know. If you're just real as that, he would come flooding in and you would just lift your head back up and you would turn to him. You would run with him. And I know you would. So two revelations I have and I haven't got much time. It's going to take passion. What's passion? It's enthusiasm. What's enthusiasm in the Greek? The word enthusiasm means possessed by God. Possessed by God. I mentioned that word earnestness, meaning serious intention, purpose, effort, zealousness, eagerness, 2 Corinthians 8, 19. But two revelations I believe that we need for 2015, to be the blessing, to be blessed, to be that blessing, that is passion and faith. Let me try and do this quickly. I love this statement, passion. If you want to be really good at something, it's going to involve relentlessly pushing past your comfort zone as well as frustration, struggles, setbacks, and failures. Actually, can we put up the photo of Rafa Nadal? Because when I say this, this is powerful. If you want to be really good at something, everyone knows about Rafa. Well, you probably don't, but I'm telling you. That Rafa had a lot of, because I do, I love this guy. I love his attitude. I love his exuberance. I love his tenacity. I love his can-do attitude. He never gives up. Never, never. We will never give up. Churchill's, um, what was it, is his birthday or last week or something? God, you would know. Everyone was putting up Churchill quotes. And, uh, but one of his great quotes was, we will never, never. We will fight them in the air. We will fight them in the beach, on the beach. We will fight them. Never will we give up. Never, never. And I love this guy because this guy was down and out the other night. He was sick. He had a tummy bug. He was gone. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, I'm talking to my tennis friend, Katie, Katie McManus. And uh, he was done. He should have been buried. But you know what? That grit, that constitution, that faith, that passion he has to win, it is beyond anything I've ever seen in a sportsman. I'll quote this in terms of that. If you want to be really good at something... It's going to involve relentlessly pushing past your comfort zone, as well as frustration, struggles, setbacks, and failures. We know we had a lot of injuries last year. That's true as long as you want to continue to improve or even maintain a high level of excellence. The reward is that being really good at something you've earned through your own hard work can be immensely satisfying. Pursue what you love, C3 Tugra. Passion is an incredible motivator. It fuels focus, resilience, perseverance. I say focus, perseverance, resilience. When you want to pursue God and you have that passion on the inside of you, you can pursue, you can be relentless, and you can be focused and get to that place where you know you intimately know God. Find your passion and what you believe about God and let that passion fuel your fire and burn for Him. Listen, some people love the love of God. Study it. Study it. Study it. Read about it. If you like the love. Some people like the grace. Grace is a great topic at the moment. If you like grace, man, I just like what Pastor Phil said about the grace. There's nothing I can do that will lose my salvation or, or, or get him offside with me I want to know about that grace. Well, study it. Study it. There's some marvelous books about grace. 
Some people want to study about mercy, grace, faith, whatever your message is, study it, and that becomes the passion in you that fuels your passion for God. Did I say that right? That becomes some people like prayer. Some people are going on about prayer, 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 prayer. Who's that guy that puts his hand up and takes all those photos? And uh, that guy, man, he's always talking about prayer, prayer, prayer. You know, what is this guy talking about? Prayer, prayer. And, uh, but if that rocks his boat, if that rocks his well, I should say, uh, if that rings his bell, praise God. More power to him, amen? Some people talk about generosity and giving. More power. It's a passion. All right, we've done it. All right. Faith. Okay, the next one. Living by faith. PowerPoint presentation. Six quick attributes. I want to ask you, lastly, this. Would you characterize your life as one who lives by faith? Six attributes. So I'm asking you, do you think you live by faith? First one. First one is this. Living by the word. Living by the word is like living by the perception of what God says in his word. You know when you buy something, you have a perception that it works? You know, you know when you buy a hacksaw from Kmart, you think it will work, but actually when you go to source something, it doesn't work. It just looks like a hacksaw. Amen? It just looks like... So you believe in God for certain things, but your experience is that it doesn't work. What's your perception? The perception that you should have is this, that by the Word of God, that is your reality. Do you, how do you think Joshua, Joshua was thinking uh, about walking around that Jericho seven times? I mean, logically, he's going, is that really going to help? But by the Word of God, he said, if it's seven times, I'm going to do it. So they walk around, walk around, walk around. Boom, the walls come down. What perception do you have for living in 2015? Can I recommend to you the Word of God is your true perception? Is that, that is your true reality, amen? I know your experience has let you down and you think that ain't going to work. It will work. It can work. It shall work in Jesus' name. Two, I'm paraphrasing this. Count things as though they've already happened. Bible tells us that faith is living as though the goal has already been achieved. Romans 4.17, I have made you a father of many nations. I would read out the whole lot, but I, I've made you a father. But man, what are you talking about? I have, I have hardly got anyone here. Well, God, I've made you a father of nations. God said to us way back in 2000, no, 1996, before we started this church, you're going to be a church. No, you don't understand. We... We don't even run a connect group just at the moment. We, we, you know, you're going to run a church. You, you're going to have a church. What did I say as, as attribute to count things as though they've already happened? 7,500 7, promises of God in the spirit dimension waiting to be realized to manifest on the planet in the physical. I said 7,500 promises waiting in heaven waiting for you to access by faith with your authority to bring them down into your world, into your family, into your children, into your church, and we can't come to a prayer meeting. Oh, is there only 7,500? Oh, boy. You know, oh, man, there's 7,500. Let, let's claim that one. Let's pull it down into C3. Let's claim that one. Let's pull it down into C. Let's pull it down into this family that is struggling. Let's pull it down into this region that is, that is, is struggling. 7,500 promises that need our authority 
Declaration is the highest form of prayer. All right, so declaration. I declare that there will be health and prosperity in this church in 2015. We rebuke all sins, all, all cancers, every single diabolical disease. We, we bar it. We declare it illegal off this church. Now, when I say that, boom, that is a legal, that is a legal thing now. So when anyone walks in this place with a disease, with a sickness, it's got to come off them. Amen? Three, obey God in small things. Abraham was called to go out. He went out. He simply went like Garth is going out. He just simply went. Attribute four, this is living by faith. Are you living by faith? Attribute four, think right. Sometimes we suffer from bad thinking. We mix the world's value systems with God's. For as he thinks in his heart, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, be careful what you think in your heart. It'll manifest in your life. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. My father refused to believe that he's sick. I know he's ailing now, but he still refuses to wear hearing aids. We're trying to convince him, Dad, you're deaf. You're profoundly deaf. You need to wear, wear hearing aids. No, I, I, I get by. I, I'll be right. No, you don't understand. You can't hear me. But that's, that's his thing. Be careful what you think, because he has a thing about, you know, conceding. Job 3.25, nearly done. Fear can drive us to negative outcomes in life. It is a form of negative faith. The Bible says, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes, living in fear. Meditate on good things is the uh, solution. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Does that sound good? The glass is half full. Attribute 5. There is power in the tongue. This is how to live by faith, realizing that there's power in the tongue. God created the world by speaking it into existence. And if we were to read all of Genesis 1, 1 to 9, you would see in the beginning, God spoke. The world was out for, without form. It was without form. It was void, chaotic. And I'm just thinking about a campsite that turned up beside us. And here's our camp. Mostly everyone has camps. It's civilized, you know. You know, you're camping, but still you're civilized. These guys turned up, and literally within a day, the place looked like a bomb went off. This campsite, there was everything, kids' toys. There was barbecue stuff everywhere. There was clothes, towels. And then they put this huge big tarp over it that wasn't put up properly. And John and I said, mate, if it rains, that's just going to collect the water and pull the whole thing over. Well, guess what happened that night? It rained, and crack in the middle of the night the whole tarp came down on top of them they were in a tent but still you got to speak to your world if your world's chaotic without form you got to speak to it that father who i actually got to talk to he was just a guy said just yeah no it's cool man we're having a great time yeah but you know you you know you're gonna trip over that you're gonna you know the kids can't find that mum's really you know yeah, you know, you do well to put things in order, but I didn't say that, but you've got to speak to your world. You've got to speak to your world. Put it in, and unless you say, let there be light, 
There ain't going to be a lot. Six, there's power in the tongue. No, five, power in the tongue. We did that. Six, lastly. Woo, six, claim the covenant promises. Use the keys that you've been given. Matthew 16, 19, last scripture. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Father, we thank you for the 7,500 promises of God. Let's stand. God bless you. Father in heaven, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for the, thank you for the, um, the authority that you've given us to speak the word, to pray, to make a way for many to be saved, to be healed, to bless. Lord, right now, with eyes closed, right now, Lord, help me realize that I'm authorized, deputized, by the courts of Calvary to stand, to stand in the gap for Australia, for my community, for my workmates, for my friends. Lord, right now, baptize me in your love. Lord, this preacher man said, you're relentlessly pursuing me. Lord, if this is true, let this be a revelation to my heart right now. Let me recognize you in my world even at work no matter where I go even in the shopping center speak to me Lord God I'd love to have told you a couple of stories about witnessing I'll leave that for another time but I'll say this much when you're pressed up against God and you walk through your life God is always doing something in and around your life And in a nanosecond, God can convince you that you need to express love to that person. That happened to me about four or five times while we were away. God apprehended me, and in a moment, I was able to convince them of the great love of God. That's what witnessing is. So, Father, right now, I pray that this house would be a great witnessing house evangelizing to all the peoples that, Lord, you've put around our life. I know being nice is a great, uh, a great thing, but we need to be more than nice. We need to be powerfully in love with God. We need to be powerfully in love with God and release that power of His love to all the peoples that are assigned to our life. Let us lift our hands up like this right now. enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.